0: Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hi again. It's good to have you back. We are continuing the interview that I started with Sarah Cook last week, and I'm really excited um, to keep diving into all things to do with the leverage strategies that she uses to have a healthy business. So we talked last week a lot about equilibrium and finding that balance between time, money and lifestyle. And a lot of that was to do with managing your energy. So not just self-care, but self-management. And we talked a lot about being a mum and having to juggle all of the different aspects of being in business and being busy and growing and being successful. And I really wanted to find out a little bit more about Sarah's um, own leverage strategy in terms of what that actually looks like in practice in her business and the kind of things that she's helping other people with. Because it's very clear that our biggest form of wealth is our health. And if we can have our health, then that enables us to make lots of choices. And that's really the message that Sarah shared with us in part one of this interview. So we'll continue on. And here's Sarah again. And I asked her, what would you say your best leveraged strategy is? What kind of business enables all of this the most out of all of the different business models? Because you found one that fits for you, but working with clients as well, what would you say is a is thing that most people find a useful strategy to leverage their
1: time? Oh, what a great question. For me, do you know, it actually goes back in some ways to what we were talking about with really understanding how you want to run your business. Because there are so many different business models. There are so many different ways that you can run your business. And it always comes back to how do you want to run your business? What do you want out of your life? What financial goals do you want to achieve? There are obviously certain things that will bring in more money. So if your main goal is is the financial side of things, then that has to come higher up on the priority list. So that would be things that you can charge a lot more for. So it's more of the bespoke one-to-one type activities, services that you're putting out there, or even products. On the flip side, if you are at capacity with your one-to-one, but you're still feeling like you're trading time for money, you can't see anybody else. Then we need to find other ways of bringing that money in, and that could be from you know that's all about the one-to-many side of things, and there are so many different ways that you can do this, and depending on your niche, depending on the industry that you're working in, but also looking at actually, what does your customer need? What does your audience need? That's where so many of the clues lie is that it's that mix of what you want, but also what that opportunity is there for. You know, we can have the best of ideas, but actually if the audience don't want it, they're not going to buy it and therefore you're not going to make any money from it. So I think there's that, that mix of really understanding and getting clear on what you want, but also getting really clear on what your clients need. And if you're finding that your existing audience aren't open to those ideas, potentially it's looking at a different audience. And that doesn't mean that you have to stop working with your existing audience. But if there is something that you are really passionate about within your business or that you want to explore that idea, then test it out in different places because there is more than likely an audience that will be open to whatever it is that you're selling. Um, But yeah, for me, it always comes back to that, that mix of what you want just as much as what your audience wants.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense. And I was thinking about the the testing it out with your audiences. I remember I was reading something about build the plane as you fly, and it terrified me. You know, the idea is that you've designed the thing, the product, the program, and then you kind of dangle it in front of people and say, or even before you've designed it, he's like, if I were to run something like this, would you be interested? Even that kind of pre-testing, pre-selling. And like you said in your story around retraining for holistic health therapy that they were like, when are you getting up and running? Because you started to tell people there's an element there of piloting and testing. There's an element there of pre-selling and there's an element of just being visible with your message and, you know, what it is you're about. People attract and say, well, how can I work with you? People are amazed actually on LinkedIn that I don't actually do an awful lot on LinkedIn. but I'm very clear about, you know, what my niche is there. That's more the consulting side of the business. And I think when you're visible and you're just very clear who you are and what you're about, then people will actually ask you, What's your program? Do you have a program? Do you work one to one? You know, they start actually approaching you about it. So it's kind of an interesting one.
1: It is. And I think just building on that is that don't be afraid to put out who you want to work with. You know, we can't work with everybody. And actually, if we have a message that goes out to everybody, and then we end up not attracting anybody to work with us. So it is about finding that niche and finding those people who you enjoy working with that light you up, because that's where you're going to get the enjoyment from your business.
0: Yeah, and, and it's back to boundaries, isn't it, actually? Yeah, it is. It is. It all comes <laughs> yeah, back to that. You, don't, you're, you want to be able to fire the clients that you don't want, but it's better if you don't hire them and get them in the first place. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah,
0: be very clear. I mean, even, you know, to work with me, you need to have a, an application form. And I learned that a long, long time ago, actually, from network marketing, is like pre qualified people because you end up with yeah. people whose expectations are just wrong for what it is that you do. And, and you yeah. know, they think you've got a magic wand or something. And so I want to work with people that are prepared to do that, that initial kind of thinking about success, thinking about goals, you know, not just like, yeah, tell me which marketing thing to do this week. You know, it, it, tactics come later. You've got to get the strategy right because otherwise we're supporting you to build a business that you won't actually enjoy so I mean yeah. all of this kind of comes around to that those foundations
1: yeah the foundations are really key I think aren't they and I, I love what you said that there isn't a magic wand and, and there isn't there's no silver bullet there's no magic wand there's nothing no cookie cutter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all of those wonderful phrases that we hear bandied about so much and I think so much of it is almost what we were talking about right, right at the beginning of You've got to want it and you've got to want to take action because otherwise, you know, you, you do stay in that sort of status quo and you stay static. And that's OK if you want that. But if you do want to change and you do want to have that success and you do want to shift the dial, then it does come down to you taking action. And I think that's the the kind of the really big thing on this.
0: Yeah. And you're going to work at something that you enjoy and that you're passionate yeah. about. So, you know, it has to start with with you and then the audience and building it out from there. Would you say, I mean, having told us this, this sort of long journey of discovery that you've been on and, and exploration of different business models and obviously your life changed along all of those years as well. Of, of course, yes. it wasn't, you know, all those years of searching, your life changed and your business needed to change to fit the, the new life, if you like, the new developments in your life, including yeah. your kids. But if you had to start from scratch now with a clean slate and you could do anything you want, what would you sort of set up as, I mean, it's slightly related to my initial question, but what would you really go for and why? Why would you go
1: for it? Oh, I love this question because it's a really interesting one, because I think I actually wouldn't change anything because I've learned so much along that journey. And throughout the last however many years, 20 odd years that I've been, you know, an adult and working and all that other great stuff. Um, I think you have to go through those different journeys. And I wouldn't say that I was searching for things on across all of that. A lot of it came to either a pivotal moment where I was forced to change or I was forced to think about something else. But I also think I'm quite self-aware. And I think recognizing when things don't feel aligned or things don't feel quite right, I will look to see how I can change that. I will look to see how I can you know, shift that. And that I think has then led me to these different swerves as you call them. I love that word rather than the word pivot, which has just been used, oh, way just so too much. used right now. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I love it. I mean, I think that's it. And, you know, everything has felt natural at that. You know, we all have crossroads in our lives and there are different things that happen to all of us, but I think it's, you can only base the decision based on what you have in front of you or what you've experienced in the past. And it's, Yeah, you make those decisions and you don't, none of us know what's around the corner, none of us ever will do. But I think it's just being open to that change, leaning into that. And yeah, I think that's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything that I've gone through. Yes, I've had some amazing ups, and I've had some, you know, massive lows, but that's led me to who I am, led me to the experiences that I've had. And I don't think I'd be able to do what I'm doing now and plow all of that knowledge into helping people had I gone straight into not having the corporate world or not setting up different businesses, not playing sport. It's all of that combination has led me to being me, I suppose. And that's, you know, for all of us, that is our superpower. That is what makes us us and help people. So yeah, I wouldn't change anything. I love that. And it's
0: funny because, you know, all of those things make you who you are. And that's what is your story and we talk a lot about the importance of story in business part of your visibility and I desperately want to get a friend of mine Lisa Bloom on the show she's just written her book Story Advantage and uh, I'm really struck by it's not just about visibility but using story in business because people engage with story and they learn more by by understanding the context of why something's the way it was and and that's part of the story there's a couple of other things that I'm reminded of. Danny Innie, another friend I work with in his company, Miracy, I coach with them. And he talks a lot about plot twists. And I hear a lot of plot twists in your journey. Some of it planned and some of it not planned. But also Jim Rohn, a long, long time ago, um, Jim Rohn's like a big network marketing guru, personal development coach. And he said, there's two things that happen in life obstacles and opportunities um, and again I hear both of those throughout your story and I'm exactly the same and it's how you respond to those things both of those. I was things. just going
1: to say that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we can be proactive on a lot of things but it's also how we react to things as well exactly. that I think make it make a difference. Yeah,
0: yeah so let's touch on a big big plot twist we've, we've mentioned earlier COVID um, yeah. and that everything kicked off at, towards the end of 2019 and 2020 was a hell of a year. What would you say is happening to businesses from your perspective, the, the businesses that come to you? What kind of shifts are you seeing and what
1: clients bring to you? Because Gosh, this place COVID? just into exactly what you're saying about being proactive and being reactive. And I have definitely seen two camps of people, the ones that have kind of seen COVID not necessarily as an opportunity, but actually, okay, this is a situation we've been dealt with. What am I going to do about it? If I want to have that business that is sustainable, if I want to still be running my business, what do I need to do to help that survive? How am I going to bring that money in? Having that open minded mindset. And then I've seen this other camp of people who have gone, oh, I'm just going to wait until the world opens up again. And they've been saying that right from the start. And we're, what, 18 months in and mm-hmm. we're still going through this. And I think, it does all come back to how you respond to things. And, you know, there's there's a brilliant quote by Charles Darwin. And it's not the strongest of species that survive. It's the ones that evolve. It's the ones that change. It's adaptable. the ones that are adaptable. Yeah. And that for me, that whole philosophy is so true through COVID of the businesses that have been successful is that actually it's the ones that have actively listened to their customers, their clients, They've looked at their business, they've looked at, you know, where the opportunities are, they've plugged the gaps on those threats or those weaknesses. One of the first things that I got my clients to do when all of this kind of kicked off was to do a SWOT analysis, which I know is a bit of a corporate thing, but really looking at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of your business. You can, it's such a simple thing to do. But actually you can identify, again, some really quick wins from that, but also kind of go, okay we don't know what's around the corner none of us know what's around the corner but actually how could i make some changes to my business or to the way that i'm running it that enables me to keep evolving keep being successful and i think that was that was a really interesting time for me again the people who wanted to come and work with me that saw the opportunities or recognised that gosh i'm really stuck right now because of my experience being in, in the therapy world, I work with a lot of holistic therapists as well as lots of other businesses. But it was the ones that saw in-person clients, you know, more from a the therapy side of things that just went, I'm stuck. Like, how on earth am I going to make money because I cannot even see anybody? And that's where my kind of experience came from. And I think, you know, I was forced to change my business model because I became fully booked very quickly. It's exactly the same reason as to why you would want to change your business model because you can't see anybody. It comes down to that same thing really. And I think looking for those opportunities, looking at your strengths, what you are interested in, what you get excited about and how you can build that into your business. You know, I had people that were approaching corporates because everyone was sent home that they couldn't work, but actually employees needed health and wellbeing support. I had clients who were putting on fun workshops because people needed again that mental health support they needed a change from things um I had you know all sorts of different things whether it was setting up memberships moving businesses from offline to online creating different digital products services I know, so much. Honestly, when you <laughs> when you start exploring those opportunities I get so excited about this because I, know. <laughs> I just so... kind of I can see so many different things and yeah I think it's it is really hard when you're stuck and you've got you know, you just think, oh my goodness, the world has closed around me. If we just take some time to kind of go, and this is where, you know, getting the support from a business mentor or a business coach can really help because they're not emotionally attached to it, but also they can see things from a much more kind of holistic approach as well and kind of say, Well, okay, let's take it back a bit. What are your strengths? What are your goals? Okay, let's build that strategy. It goes always goes back to that, doesn't it, with what we've been talking yeah. about. Um, and yeah, that that's when you can start leveraging all of those different things of kind of going, actually, when I stop to think about it, that opportunity list becomes huge yeah. if you're open to trying different things. And yes, we need to, you know, if you're worried about tech, get someone to help with that. If you're worried about how that actually works in reality, ask some conversations, get someone to help with that. There are so many different ways that you can get support and you don't have to do it on your own. I think that's what we sometimes feel like we we need to do it all on our own and there are so many communities you know i have my membership i have a free group where i'm supporting people through all of these things and it's lovely having those like minded people that are opportunity seekers that want to help each other and bounce ideas off that's when the magic happens for me because you can you know you can build on these different ideas and there are so many different things that you can turn into, you know, an income stream Mm. that people will pay for, whether it's music lessons online, whether it's subscription boxes, you know, the list is absolutely endless when you open to that. So yeah, things don't always have to be done the same way that you've always done them.
0: Open mindedness is a big part of managing risk, you know, your attitude to risk. And, and it does come back to entrepreneurship. And I know we use the term a lot in business especially where say in LinkedIn, Facebook, social media you see like oh I'm an entrepreneur and it's changed the meaning because I think in the olden days (laughs) like we used to think of entrepreneurs as risk takers you know the Richard Bransons the the people doing zany crazy things and it isn't it's it's that ability to swerve to use that word again to see the opportunities and to you know have that leap not just leap of faith you know into the unknown but a a well-informed well-researched
1: swerve. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you always go back to what you enjoy doing, what your strengths are, what you want to do, coupled with what your audience is looking for, then you're always going to be onto a winner with that because it is that combination of those two things that ultimately as service providers, product providers, we're here to help solve problems and provide a solution for something. So if you can understand what your audience's problems are and what the solutions that you are interested in putting out there, that's again, that's where, you know, you're going to have those opportunities come from. There is that mix of risk taking, but actually you can do that in a really mitigated way if you've done the foundational piece of you and your audience.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, you you have to kind of keep things fresh and moving anyway in business. And I think the world's a pretty changeable place, uh, not just because of COVID. It's the one constant. Um, It's also you get you would get bored doing the same thing. And we want to do fresh things. We want to bring fresh things to market. If you're entrepreneurial minded, I think that's what kind of drives and excites us. And yes, there's an element of risk that can be managed. I, I think it's also back to that testing. That's what mitigates the risk is product market fit every single time every time you change something substantially whether you change them the the subject area the audience as you said earlier or whether you change the modality you need to go back to to just checking that your hypothesis is valid and the other thing I like about the SWOT and just to go back to that is because I'm not sure if everyone is aware of of what that is in, in case they're not the strengths and weaknesses are all about the here and now, right? The present, you know, what have you got to work with? Your assets, your, your, your interests, your passion, your expertise, your CV, all of that goes into that. But the opportunities and threats are very much about future gazing, about horizon scanning, about your market research, scenario planning, what's going to give you that successful time, money, lifestyle equilibrium. I'm not going to use the word balance ever again now. <laughs> And so just having something really simple to brainstorm and doing it with friends, with people that know you, as well as people that are business minded, you know, it's just such a great exercise and it doesn't have to take loads of time or pages of notes. Is that the sort of thing that you do quarterly as well? You know, you said you did a quarterly review.
1: Yeah, I will always do a bit of a sense check. It's something that I do with my clients whenever we're doing kind of quarterly strategy planning sessions a swap will definitely be part of that what's happened why has it happened what are the opportunities there and you know yes it's looking at kind of the external things as well you know what trends are happening I always do a bit of a trend report when I'm working with clients of kind of looking at key trends within the marketplace what consumers are doing and that shifted hugely in covid as well you know obviously people are at home a lot more and but social media use has changed people were online so much from work the way people exercise changed Mm. so there's so many again so many different things that you can look at from your audience perspective and it's not just about how you initially help them because it's looking at their full kind of life things are changing you know we're recording this kind of beginning of october and people are starting to go back to work commuting starting to increase you know seasonal changes play a big part in how people Mm. purchase There's so many different things that impact that. And if we can get an understanding on what that means to our business and to our products and services, putting out a, I don't know, a summer holiday or summer clothing just as we're coming into Christmas is never going to get the same sales and results as putting that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's sense checking every product and service that you are thinking about putting out. Is that relevant for your audience right now? It doesn't mean it's a bad idea, but it's just thinking about when it would be a good idea. So, yeah, I think there's there's lots of things that kind of come into that strategic thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, very similar. I mean, I noticed you you did a retreat late, uh, lately as well. I mean, presumably that was an in-person one. Like, finally, we can all get together. Yes. How did, how did that go?
1: Oh, it was amazing. Like, yeah, and again, that came from a need. It was something that I'd been thinking about doing for quite a long time, actually, um, and really combining that healthy business. So. A mix of working on your business, but a mix of also working on you, taking time out. Um, We had yoga sessions, some mindfulness sessions, some lifestyle coaching. I did it as a collaboration with a lifestyle coach who's also a retreat specialist, Catherine. She's amazing. We'd been talking a lot over the last probably year and a half just before COVID hit of how we could bring this idea to life. And what we were realizing is that actually, as the world was starting to open up again, human connection is something that a lot of us have been kind of craving for but not just any human connection it's about that like-minded human connection and people that have you know there's lots of people that have actually quite enjoyed COVID that they've not had to see their so-called friends who they've realized aren't necessarily their friends or haven't had to see family members that they didn't really want to see that that's been protected so for me it's about the authentic connection that real human connection of like-minded people and well, I kept seeing this and I kept feeling this sort of overwhelm that as the world was opening up that, okay, I've got this opportunity to do my business. But again, I think we all felt like as the world opened up again, that we needed to get busier. We felt like we'd been closed in for so long. And yes, we had been to a certain extent. It doesn't mean that we weren't stretched. Our boundaries weren't stretched. In fact, for a lot of us, It was much more of a juggle, especially if you had young children at home and you were doing homeschooling, trying to juggle that with working. That actually, what I felt women needed was that time for them, Mm -hmm. that time to rest, that time to re energize, that time to just reabsorb themselves with themselves, but also with other like minded people who weren't going to judge, that they had that safe space to really reconnect with their business and really have that time to kind of go, well, what are the opportunities? What does next year look like but also thinking about well how do I want to run my business going forward you know just because you ran it in a certain way pre-covid doesn't mean that you need to run it in the same way post-covid so what are the things that you want to continue doing what are the things you want to stop doing what are the things you want to tweak doing and that's really what the retreat was about was spending that time for you to work on your business but also to re-energize reset yourself as well um yeah it was amazing it was such a lovely experience of I think there were 11 of us um and straight off the back of it people were saying well when's the next one <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> watching another one yeah. so yeah listening to your audience and really kind of going okay let's put something together that combines yeah. my passions my experiences but actually what the audience needs so yeah it was a great great few days away
0: yeah it's a really timely as well by the sounds of it you know uh, yeah. we're, not, we're not totally emerging out of COVID for sure. And who knows if we get pulled back in again. I mean, I've got clients that are still in lockdown and we have a chance to do something differently now. It's not just go back to what we were doing before. Yes. The tagline for the Leverage Business podcast is to earn more, work less and grow fast. What would you summarise as being the three most important things that you've learned to do or not to do in that respect?
1: Um, I think really... Really honing in it and what you want, both from a business perspective, but also from from a lifestyle perspective, is really key. Um, I think then setting out some boundaries, how you can use your time, you know, which bits help you to perform at your highest level, and probably that openness to change. If you know, if you're wanting to grow and scale, which is who I love working with, then you have to be open to those changes, open to those opportunities. And willing to take action, I think, is the other part as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've given you four there, haven't I? <laughs> no, but
0: they're all they're all kind of interrelated. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's it's powerful stuff, really, isn't
1: it? Is yeah. I mean, I've just shifted my tagline. Actually, for me, it's it's that um, passion, performance, and profit. Yeah. And for you to you know turn your passions into profits, you have to have that performance. And again, that comes back into that healthy business that yeah. it's about the performance of you, but it's also about the performance of your business. Um, and so yeah it's very very aligned to to what you're talking about you as know, well we
0: are so we're so in tune it's kind of spooky <laughs> kind of like <laughs> somebody come a different completely different route is sort of really landed in the same space but I mean we also talk a lot about the the balance and I use that word now between doing and being and I think that's what you've touched on as well like with your retreat part of that is that, re-evaluation, that reflection is still doing and it's also just chance to kick back and you know lean back out of the business for a bit and actually that's where a lot of your revelations will come to light yes when you quieten the noise and you stop the doing and you realize you know what it is that actually fills you with joy i know it sounds really cliche but you know for me i was so busy doing doing pushing pushing um that i'd lost i'd lost the plot i'd lost the the you know you talk about what you want but i i didn't know what i wanted at one point yeah. it was really hard you know a lot of soul searching which i didn't expect to do in you know midlife uh, midlife crisis as they say um and running out of energy to to do yeah. it you know you 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 just got to stop sometimes
1: yeah definitely one of the um well there's three questions that i tend to ask people when i first start working with them and really get clear on on their goals and it's what would you what do you want to be more of what do you want to do more of and what do you want to feel more of mm. and all of those three things really play into actually then you can build a business that works for you this really made me think of a quote when I was reading Ben Fogle's book who for those of you who don't know him he's a kind of British explorer and he you know, done all sorts of things but in his book he talks about how so many people are focused on that two week holiday every year but what happens if we shift that into focusing on how can we improve the other 50 weeks of our year and when I read that that was a real kind of shift for me of going so right we're so focused on taking that holiday but actually especially as business owners we have we get to choose how we run our business
0: that's the point right actually if
1: we can bring in that's the whole point of it exactly that if we can bring in some of that not necessarily holiday feeling all through the year but if we can build in more of that enjoyment more of that energy more of that fulfillment then actually that whole 52 weeks of the year becomes much more you know soul aligned it becomes much more uplifting for us rather than just working so hard that you're burnt out that you're feeling overwhelmed to then crash and burn and need that two weeks off and I just think it gives you much more clarity it gives you more creativity but also you enjoy it a lot more, you enjoy that journey a lot more. And and for me, that's the that's the fun part of running your own business. It should be fun.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost a good point to, to spend on there. But um, my, my punch question I ask all my guests, you may have seen it coming, maybe it follows from what you've highlighted, but if you had a superpower for creating leverage in your business, Sarah, what would you choose?
1: Oh gosh. Um I mean, we've talked a little bit about superpowers haven't we that actually it is you um and I think it's it really is that mix of not being afraid not feeling guilty not apologizing for really taking that time to think about what it is that you want and then creating that life that work that business that suits you what works for somebody is not going to work for you it really is about finding that that thing that you're passionate about that you can turn into profits and through how you do that, through that strategy, it all comes down to you. It always does. So yeah, superpowers is is all about you and doing that through sharing your story, through attracting the right people to work with you. But I think if you live in that truth, then yeah, you're going to attract the right people to you. You're going to build a business that works for you. You're going to have much more enjoyment and fun along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, that actually then does lead to the success that you want to I and mean, again goes back to that what what is success and for me it's about that equilibrium of time money and lifestyle mm. so yeah you are definitely at the the heart of all of that
0: the finding your truth that that jumps out for me but also it, it feels to me that those things that you've just mentioned if you could put them all in a magic wand, then you would have your sort of superpower <laughs> your uh, x-men power you know that would be your thing whatever you put into the magic wand to make to make it happen for yourself.
1: Yes. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. And then go and take action. Don't be afraid to take that action because that's the big part.
0: Lovely segue to the one minute hacks that you mentioned last week in our part one of this interview. To accelerate yourselves, take those small actions every day. The link for that is com. That's cook with an E forward slash one minute hacks. But I'll put that link in the show notes as I said as well so that you can Go grab that, connect in with Sarah and find out more about what Sarah does and how you might work with her. So this was simply genius. I've loved our conversation. I knew I would and it just feels so in line with what I'm about. I hope people have got loads out of this. There's a lot of practical stuff sort of in the edges there, some templates and things like that and get back to us if there's anything specific that you want help with and you know thank you for being so open and sharing from the heart and giving us all your story and such pearls of wisdom it's just been amazing um i've really loved diving into all of this is there any parting wisdom i mean you've shared so much is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to just finish on in terms of what you live out oh, with
1: i've yeah have it's been a brilliant chat i've loved chatting to you i feel like we could carry on couldn't we and just keep delving into different things i think yeah. It, it would be actually to think about if you are feeling a bit stuck or you're struggling with kind of what to do next or where to go, but wanting to have that success, then I would go back to those three questions that I shared. What do you want to be more of, do more of and feel more of? It always starts with you and then thinking about what you're passionate about and then thinking about how you can turn that into something that is going to be sellable to scale for your audience. So lots of different things that you can do. We've shared quite a few of those today. But if you are feeling stuck, just reach out to someone, anybody who is like-minded. Don't necessarily reach out to the family and friends who are trying to protect you, keep you safe, keep you from not growing in the ways that they think you might be able to. Um, (laughs) It all comes from love, but we all have those people who say, oh, I'm not sure about that. So find and seek out those people who are like-minded, that have a similar outlook, who want to grow in the same way you do business mentors, business coaches are brilliant for that because they will help guide you through that. But it doesn't need to be just even if it's a Facebook group, finding that like-minded support will will make such a big difference because then you realize that you're not on your own and it will encourage you to keep going.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because we talk in a way as if these are people new at business, but actually this re-evaluation that you've mentioned before as well, and, and, you know, even established businesses, and I work with a lot of very established businesses and multifaceted businesses and they're having to make a lot of changes in in lots of different areas yep. of their business and it's made them question for themselves as well you know like, have i haven't got the energy for this and
1: actually yep.
0: many of them have come into more personal growth areas than perhaps they ever have faced before when they've been busy doing the doing yes. and less of the being and the feeling always good to be around like-minded people that's been an enormous strength for me just to not feel alone for sure Where are the best places that people can go and check you out? Where do you hang out the most? Is that the Facebook group that you mentioned?
1: Yeah, so I have a Facebook group which is Healthy Business to Wealthy Business. Um I'm also my Facebook page and Instagram are at Sarah Cook Coaching. So yeah, I'd love to connect. I also have the Healthy Business Podcast as well. So come and have a listen. No, I haven't to that even touched
0: on that. I can't believe yeah. I that. I, I I think I skipped over it. And I was going to come back to it. And then I and I haven't because that's actually how we met, right? yes it was, We were yeah. both uh, building a podcast. so that was pre-COVID when we started looking into the idea of launching a podcast. So uh, so, yeah, fantastic place to uh, hang out as well as to listen to your podcast and get lots more. Thank you so much again for joining us. And
1: it's just been an absolute pleasure, Zara. Oh, I've loved chatting to you. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. You're
0: welcome. Take care. Have a lovely weekend. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, Angie,
1: I'll see you soon. Thanks, Jay. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.